Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie Ann Hobayan. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Hello, loves. How are you on this beautiful day? It's sunny outside my window. It's going to get warmer later, and the trees are starting to show their buds, and it makes me so happy. Um, But wherever you are, when you're listening to this, hopefully you can create a space of beauty and happiness for yourself. It could be your room that you're sitting in. It could be just a little corner of the yard, if you have a yard available to you. It could just be in your mind's eye. You can sit anywhere, close the eyes, and create a moment of beauty within. Whatever you choose, know that it is in your power to decide how you want to view the world, how you want to be in the day. And so I will open today's poem, today's poem, today's episode with a randomly selected poem by Hafez. And this one is called, There Could Be Holy Fallout. We are often in battle, so often defending every side of the fort, it may seem, all alone. Sit down, my dear, take a few deep breaths, think about a loyal friend. Where is your music, your pet, a brush? Surely one who has lasted as long as you knows some avenue or place inside that can give a sweet respite. If you cannot slay your panic, then say within as convincingly as you can. It is all God's will. Now pick up your life again. Let whatever is out there come charging in. Laugh and spit into the air. There could be holy fallout. Throw those ladders like tiny matchsticks with just phantoms upon them who might be trying to scale your heart. Your love has an eloquent tone. The sky and I want to hear it. If you feel helpless, give our battle cry again. Hafiz has shouted it a myriad of times. It is all, it is all the beloved's will. What is that luminous rain I see all around you in the future sweeping in from the east plain. It looks like, oh, it looks like holy fallout, filling your mouth and palms with joy. That poem seems so timely right now because we are in a battle. We're in a battle against this virus that we don't understand. But even then, We have our own inner battles, whether, you know, they show themselves in your physical world of, you know, battling in relationships um, or in challenges with addiction or mental health. We are often in battle, but we're not alone. And sometimes when we are in battle, we forget that Uh, we may feel alone. But there is always some force supporting you. Now, 
you know, whether you believe in God or the universe or the divine, it doesn't matter what name you give it. There is this universal intelligence, this other force that is all around us, the source of our being. And that is always with us. Now, for me, I'd like to um, imagine and name this force as God or as the universe. And it helps to know that I'm not alone in my own personal battles, whatever they might be. But what also is great is that I know I can trust myself to figure it out, to lead myself in the direction I need to go. I trust my intuition to guide me. I trust in all the things. And that has taken a lot of work on my part, a lot of time and a lot of falling down and a lot of, you know, challenges and battles. But I'll tell you, it's worth the, the path. It's worth the struggle. It's worth moving forward in fear and taking the leap into places that are not known and places that are unfamiliar and places that are scary. And so I feel like we're currently in a situation as a collective, as a human race of the unknown. And how will we choose to experience this unknown? How will we move forward? Will we stay stuck in our panic and anxiety and fear? Or will we choose to move forward despite that? Because fear is always going to be there. And some people may tell you, you know, you'll get to that point where you're so brave that there's no more fear. That's not true. Fear is always there. It's just a matter of how you handle it. Will fear be your enemy preventing you from moving forward in what you are meant to do and to what your higher calling is? Or will fear be your friend? Will fear be the force that propels you forward to take that leap across this wide gap of, I don't know what. I just imagine myself standing at the edge of a cliff, right? And I know I have to get to the other side, but there's this big ravine in front of me and it's foggy and I can't see if there's anything on the other side. I just know that I have to go there. And so I'm afraid because it's like a long way down. But at the same time, I've done a lot of work to build trust in myself, to build trust in the universe, to know that once I take, you know, a few steps back, maybe a lot of steps back, get a running start, and I take that leap off the cliff into the fog then I trust that I'll land somewhere. I might land in a net. I might land on top of a airplane that's got a cloaking device. <laughs> I just watched uh, an episode of Agents of Shield, so that's that's what's on my mind right now. Or there, you know, there's another side to the mountain, and it's not what I imagined. It's probably you know. 200 times more magnificent than my imagination could even create. And that's the payoff. And that's the beauty. 
of following your instinct, of following your heart along whatever path you're called to follow. But again, it takes work. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that work. Um, Specifically for empaths, I'm an empath and, um, you know, for the longest time I thought it was just a characteristic qualification for a poet, which is really funny. It's like all poets really feel things intensely. They feel the pain of the earth. They feel the pain of um, other people. And um, yeah, I just thought it was just, you know, all poets did that. That's why we're poets, because we were so in tune with the emotions around us, so in tune with the energies around us. And, um, and then I found out, no, no, that's, that's actually not a requirement for poets. Although I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of poets were empaths. Um, but I came to, I came across this term empath and I was like, well, that's like empathy, right? And it's not, it's not. Empathy is uh, the ability to, to feel and identify with somebody's emotional experience, but not necessarily to feel them within yourself. An empath actually takes on energies. They're, we're able to absorb and sense uh, the emotional experiences of other people. So if someone's standing near me and they're crying their eyes out um, and my boundaries are down, my gate, sensory gates are open, I will also feel sad to the point that I might be crying with them, not even knowing why I'm crying. Um, and highly sensitive people also have these these kinds of experiences. The difference between the empath and a highly sensitive person is that empaths have a um, amplified sense of intuition. And so um, I can sense things before people articulate them. Or I know that I need to turn right when someone is telling me to turn left because my heart is telling me, you know, you got to turn right. Um. But not everybody who is an empath or a highly sensitive person knows this. And so I was thinking about sharing my story about how I came to be where I am at today. Um, Highly functional, um, totally strong, energetic, resilient, not taking on people's energies like I used to. Um, when When I started out understanding what it was to be an empath, I did all this um, searching online, uh, different sites, you know, of course with being online, you don't know which sites to listen to, which ones are true, which ones are just, you know, made up things. And in my research, I, I kind of gathered from experience and from what I was reading from the different descriptions and stories, I kind of gathered what, um, the, the qualities were of an empath. And I resonated with a lot of them. Um, and as I did that research, I was trying to figure out, all right, so if I take on the energies of other people, how do I stop doing that? Because it's draining. Um, I was tired all the time. Um, I would feel emotions that I didn't know why I was feeling them. You know, like the example of the crying, maybe I'd start crying when I was perfectly content one minute and the next I'm like bawling my eyes out. And yes, I promise you it is not PMS, (laughs) 
But um, but yeah, so I got to understand that I was like this open book, this open nerve, I guess, for, for lack of a better way of, of describing it, where um, I was just open and I was trying to figure out, all right, how do I, how do I regulate that? How do I close that? How do I protect myself and my energy? Um, and so when I was in uh, my first, my very first yoga teacher training, my 200 hour yoga teacher training, uh, one of my teachers had explained or mentioned something about boundaries um, and energies and suggested that wearing malabeads were a good way to protect your energy. And so I started wearing malabeads because I was going through a lot of transformational changes at that time. Um, I want to say it probably was the beginning stages of my spiritual awakening. Um, and I was feeling really exposed and open, like an open wound and for all to see and, and poke at and pour salt on and just was not a nice feeling. Um, so I started wearing, wearing malabeads and then I did some research on different kinds of stones and crystals, um, that served certain kinds of purposes, you know, like the amethyst is good for calming and relieving stress. Uh, and so I started wearing different kinds of malabeads depending on what energy I wanted to have with me. And then one point, that same teacher, a little later, maybe a year later, said something about, you don't need malabeads. Not to me directly, but she said something to the effect of, you are able to hold your boundaries without needing this talisman of malabeads. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way. There's no way. No, I can't. I tried it once and um, my, everything was open again. And it felt very overwhelming. So I just was like, okay, it's Malabeads. I got to do that. And then another um, form of protection was essential oils. Now, lavender works great as a um, protective scent. Um, and, I, and to this day, I, I still occasionally um, use lavender oil on my body as, as protection. But mostly I love it because I love the smell. <laughs> and it's also very soothing. Um, but as far as an energetic boundary, I, I started wearing that also and felt a little bit better. But then I started thinking to myself, you know, this is this sustainable? I mean, is this really how I want to live? I have all these, like, like I got a 12-step process on getting dressed, you know, Malabeads, check. Stones in my bra or my pocket, check. Uh, uh, lavender oil on me, check. You know, I mean, by the time I got dressed, the day would be half over. So, um, so I was, I, I felt like there had to be another way um, of being in the world because I, I felt like when I was protecting myself, that I wasn't really able to be my full self. It was like I, I kind and the, the, another, um, you know, method of protection was this imagining a bubble of white light around you or even wearing white. Now in Kundalini yoga traditions, um, when I practice Kundalini yoga, I wear white because it amplifies your aura by nine feet. And so I love that idea of just expanding out, right? 
Um, so I'll wear white if I feel very radiant on a certain day. But, you know, imagining white light, there's, it's, it's helpful, but it doesn't prevent people from coming in and entering into your space, you know, people you don't want. So then I, I started thinking, all right, this is, I need something that will really help me feel like I could be my full self. Because with all these protective measures, it felt very shielding, yes, but I didn't have any room to grow. I didn't have any room to expand. I didn't have any room to like really open up myself to be fully myself because I was in this little compartment that I had created for myself. And so I, you know, I just was like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Um, so I continued to study yoga. I continued, um, you know, doing trainings and both for the, the physical practice, but mostly for the spiritual and philosophical practice. And um, I had a really amazing moment or experience uh, in India in January of last year. I was there for a, a month uh, completing my 300-hour advanced teacher training, and it was very, I don't know, it was really life-changing. Um, but I got back and I was like, okay, you know, I learned more stuff, but I still feel exposed. I still feel raw. Um, you know, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And I thought to myself, all right, you know, I just need to take some time to process. This was a really huge experience. And let me just be quiet and be still and, and see what happens. Um, and shortly after that, I got um, a random email from a woman named Lola Pickett. And she... Um, was inviting me. This was, I happened to be on her mailing list from something I had signed up for like a couple years ago. I was just looking for some kind of ritual and saw her website and I was like, oh, she looks like fun. Let me just, you know, pop my email into her, into her subscription newsletter, whatever. But I never got anything from her. I was like, oh, maybe it's an old site. She doesn't do anymore. Maybe she's, maybe she's somewhere else. Um, didn't think anything of it. And then she pops up you know, January, end of January, early February last year in my inbox saying that she's, uh, she's doing this, this free class, uh, about empath stress disorder. And I was like, oh man, that sounds like something I could relate to. That's something maybe, maybe I have, I don't know. So, so I attended and then that ended up being the beginning of this journey I've been on with her for over a year now. Um, we've worked together with different stages, but I signed up, I, I went to her free class on uh, ESD, which was a really great thing, Empath Stress Disorder. She broke it down. And, um, and then I signed up for her course, Empathology. And that changed my life. Um, she gave me the tools that I was looking for. She gave me concrete practices that I could use to make myself feel safe while also expanding who I was, while also radiating out my energy, my very being. Um, it was amazing. And it's still amazing because I'm still practicing everything I learned um, and not even knowing that I'm doing it because a lot of it is just, you know, you get that knowledge and you just keep doing it, keep doing it, it becomes a habit where you're not even 
having to decide to do it because it just ends up being automatic. Um, and so I learned so much. Uh, I, I, my energy increased. Um, I was less drained. I mean, when I, when I was drained, I was really drained. I would take like three hour, four hour naps, um, in times where my body felt so heavy, I couldn't even get off the couch or out of bed. Um, but after this class, this course that she does online, it was, it was like a, a kind of rebirth actually. Like I felt so much lighter in terms of weight, but also in terms of like brightness. Um, I got to understand my body better, specifically the nervous system and how it works to support us, to keep us safe, um, and how to use our mindset to help build resilience in our nervous system, but also just in how we're being and, and in who we're being. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. And so after the course, it's a, it's a 10 week course. And after that course was completed, I was like, oh man, I don't know what to do next. I feel so empowered, but what do I do with all of this, this, I don't know, this light. Um, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just going to keep going and keep taking steps toward forward and then see what comes in my path. And I worked towards trusting that the next right step was the thing that would get me closer to whatever it is I was working towards. Um, and so I worked with Lola, you know, in various ways, group coaching, you know, one-on-one coaching, uh, I was a guest on her podcast and she was a guest on my podcast. So you want to check out her episode. Um, uh, it was, I think last month, I'll look up the, uh, the episode number and put it in the show notes. But, um, but yeah, she working with her has changed my life. She's a, an amazing person. Um, and I love her to death, but what I've come to understand now, now that I fully stepped into my own power that I fully trust myself to make decisions I need to make for myself. Um, I just feel like I'm in charge of who I am and who I'm being and what do I want to do with that? I mean, it is such an empowering feeling. Um, and so I was thinking about, you know, I've got all this good stuff to share with people. And um, so I put out a call just like a, an email out to, to friends, people on my mailing list. And I said, Hey, I'm thinking about putting a class together, um, for people who identify as empaths or highly sensitive people. Um, and just cause I know dealing with this pandemic just feels 200 times heavier than normal life. Um, there is a collective energy of anxiety in the air that empaths can feel more so than, your average person. Um, and that's because our, our nerve endings are more open to receive than, than the average person. So, um, so I, I wanted to offer some kind of solve, some kind of help for empaths to increase their energy. Like I did to feel stronger in their bodies and in their choices that they make to be confident in being seen in being able to vocalize whatever it is that they wanted to say. Um, 
and to build resilience because that's what's going to get us through instead of hiding under the covers and hiding our gifts that we're meant to share with the world. We need to build resilience so that we can get out from under the covers. We can get off the bed. We can step out into the world and share our gifts because I don't know about you, but I feel that I'm called to be in service to others and I want to share my knowledge. I want to share my gifts, my gifts, my personality. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, so I want to share these tools with you. And, and so I, I had this class and it was amazing. And a lot of people resonated with the challenges that I talked about just now about feeling drained and, you know, absorbing other people's energies um, and just feeling like really heavy and wanting to get that, that resilience and that strength to, to stand up and to step into your life. Um, it was really amazing. And if you missed it, I'm sorry, but, um, if you want to check it out, you know, send me a message, but I wanted to say, so a result from that was, um, this idea of creating a community of empaths where we work towards healing and learning tools to, help strengthen our nervous system, to set boundaries, to amplify our light, and to build resilience so that we can do the work we're called to do. And so I was like, wait, that sounds awesome. Like if I were me, you know, let's say two years ago, and I heard about this community, oh my God, I would totally sign up. I'm not saying that because I'm creating the community, but it just it's just this idea is so exciting for me. Um, and so this community, as I'm imagining it, is it's going to be a, a um, empaths coming together and coming in conversation and community and, and supporting each other as we go through the same experiences, the same challenges, and helping each other through them. Um, whether it's just by witnessing, whether it's just by saying, hey, you know what, I've been there too. Um there's so much power in community and I feel like that's the best way that I can help empaths. Um, I can share my knowledge and the tools that I've gotten from Lola and other tools that I've actually found along the way with the other books that I've been reading, a lot of spiritual books, a lot of um, personal development books. I mean, I've been doing a lot of learning and I am so ready to share everything with my fellow empaths and highly sensitive people. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm just excited and I, and I'm going to do that with this community. It's not just about conversation, but I'm also going to teach some breath work that supports the nervous system, some yoga asanas, um, some writing prompts, you know, for journaling and going and diving in deep to really investigate what our stories are that, we continue to play in our heads that we believe that creates the person we are now, because in addition to just physical, you know, transformation, let's say strengthening the, the nervous system, we also have to do the inner work. And that starts by investigating our origins. You know, what, what stories were we told about who we need to be or who we were or who we are 
And are they helpful? Are they useful in serving our highest good, in serving others? And if they're not, we're not able to change them until we name them. So with expressive writing and journaling, we investigate those origins, write them down, look at them outside of our bodies, face them, and then we're able to let them go. And once you let them go, you create space for new stories. And that's how you build towards uncovering your true self. Um, yeah, so just talking about that, I'm so excited. Um, so I wanted to just share this with you. Um, for those of you listening, if you're an empath or not, um, or a highly sensitive person or not, that everyone can do their own inner work. Um, it doesn't have to be specific to the things that I mentioned today, but to take a moment to ask yourself, what do I believe now? Who am I? And where did those stories come from? Where did those beliefs come from? Investigate the origins, be aware of the reality that you've created around you, because what you believe And I'm not talking just religion beliefs. I'm saying like beliefs like, oh, I'm not good enough. Who says? You know, a lot of people think that and they don't even know. They're not even aware that they think that. It's so deep in the subconscious that um, there's no awareness. But in the actions of a person who believes that, you see it right away. You know, maybe it's, um, oh, I'm not going to apply for that program, or I'm not going to share this piece of art that I made because I'm not good enough. There's no way I'm going to submit my artwork for this exhibition, you know, to be considered for this exhibition because I'm not good enough. But who says, right? Where did that story come from? Why would you prevent yourself from really exploring what's possible by believing in a story that doesn't sound true? So I invite all of you, empath, highly sensitive person or not, to just maybe journal for a little bit, maybe journal for a lot, journal every day for the next 30 days, even if it's just, you know, five minutes and write about your beliefs, write about the stories that you tell yourself create some awareness around what it is that you do day in, day out. How do you approach confrontation? How do you approach handling money? How do you approach making tea? You know, just everything that you do, everything that you think, examine that and ask yourself where that came from and does it serve you now? And if it doesn't, write it down. No judgment, right? We're not here to judge. We're here to observe. We're here to investigate and undo some of the stories that are not useful for us. And then let those go so that we can create new stories that are so elevating, that are so amplifying. The stories that do help you realize your fullest potential and help you to live 
your life's purpose. And so that is what I'd like to share with you today. Um, and I'll just tell you, today's my birthday. Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday, April 28th. And being in quarantine, I'll tell you, it's so weird to have a birthday in quarantine because all the days feel the same. So the date feels the same. But I have to say it out loud for anyone who's listening. Today is April 28th. It's a Tuesday and it's my birthday. <laughs> and I love my birthday. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go outside, put a blanket in the yard, and I'm going to read some books. I'm so excited for that. Um, So I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, I was going to close the podcast with a poem by Ada Limon, and this is called Instructions on Not Giving Up. Now, before I read the poem, I just want to say if anyone is interested in um, this community that I'm building, it's called Empowered Empaths. I'm going to leave some information, um, some links in the show notes. Um, I'll also leave an email address in case you want to drop a line and say, hey, what's up? Uh, so let me know. I hope to hear from you. Okay, so here we go. Ada Lamont's poem, Instructions on Not Giving Up. More than the fuchsia funnels breaking out of the crabapple tree, more than the neighbor's almost obscene display of cherry limbs shoving their cotton candy-colored blossoms to the slate sky of spring rains, it's the greening of the trees that really gets to me. When all the shock of white and taffy, the world's baubles and trinkets, leave the pavement strewn with the confetti of aftermath, the leaves come, patient, plodding, a green skin growing over whatever winter did to us, a return to the strange idea of continuous living despite the mess of us, the hurt, the empty. Fine, then, I'll take it, the tree seems to say. A new slick leaf, unfurling like a fist to an open palm. I'll take it all. Hmm, Listen to that bird outside my window. And to close this episode, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time. Namaste. If you're an empath, you already know how hard it is to stay energized or even to just get out of bed, especially during this pandemic. Unfortunately, most of us try to power through or give up and hide under the covers. But without understanding that our nervous system is the key to resilience, we remain frustrated by our wasted efforts and stay stuck in overwhelm and exhaustion. That's why I created the Empowered Empaths Community. It's a membership program that provides you with tools to strengthen your nervous system, facilitate healing, and support you as you step into your own power. I want to help more people get out of the vortex of depletion and radiate their light. Details at suryaguian.com slash membership registration. Doors close May 1st. Sign up today. Live your best life now.